welcome to the Happy and Human Podcast. I'm your host, Dr. Seema Desai, and I'm here with my friend and co-host, Dinesh Mawani. We're a dentist and attorney duo and are both certified coaches who specialize in performance and success coaching. In the Happy and Human Podcast, we dive into the philosophies, strategies, and tools that help us live happier, healthier, or productive lives that lead to our highest successes, all while creating a deep sense of fulfillment and joy. Welcome to our show. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to the Happy and Human podcast. This is Dinesh. We're excited to be here with you. And with me is my wonderful co-host, Seema. How are you today? Hey, hey, everyone. I'm doing great. Terrific. Terrific. This is our fifth episode, everybody. We're so glad that you're with us. We're excited to talk to you or talk with you again about goals. You might remember in the last episode, we talked about the importance of having goals. And today we're going to talk all about how to achieve those goals. And I know what you're thinking already. There is tons of goal setting advice out there. There's smart goals, there's flex goals, there's fast goals. But we have three points or three tips that we want to share with you today that both Seema and I use to the T repeatedly and have been using them and we found a lot of benefit from them. Right, Seema? You've achieved yes. a ton in your life. So tell us about some of our uh, goal setting tips. All right. Well, I think when people set goals, we have this idea of what it's going to look like and feel like. We talked in a couple of episodes ago about how so many people kind of fall off from, from their goal or their path to achieving their goal. And I was reading the other day, I might botch the quote, but Amelia Earhart said, mm-hmm. the decision to act is half the battle. Right? I mean, that's yeah. not exactly what she said, but that was the, the point was that the rest kind of falls into place once you decide to make a choice, when you decide what your goal is. And what I mean by that is showing up is, some say half the battle, I would argue it's more than that. Absolutely. Showing up is more than half the battle. And how this has been really impactful for me is I believe in total immersion. So when I want to do something or move myself in a certain direction, I immerse myself in that, all of the things, right? And I'll give you an example real quick. You know, my law firm is is 10 years old and, you know, I've been there since the very beginning and we primarily practice a certain type of law, but there was a practice area that I wanted to get into. It's practice for the patent trial and appeal board where we challenge patents and invalidate them. And to really start that practice, I immersed myself in everything there. I got all the books. I went to the conferences that talked about that. I listened to the, the virtual programs. And when there was an opportunity for a new association, the PTAB Bar Association to start, I not only joined it, I became its diversity director. And then I became a board of director and just fully immersed myself in everything about that practice and showed up. Mm-hmm. What that did is that it put myself in the arena. It identified people that can support me. And the list goes on and on and on. It's interesting because something that came to mind for me, for for my family, the nonprofit work that we love supporting is education equity. Mm -hmm. And with that comes gender equity. And especially in India, where 
there's a lot of under-resourced kids, right? And I'm thinking about now, never 10 years ago, you said 10 years ago about your law firm. And I was thinking 10 years ago, I would never be in the position that I am at today had I not put myself in the arena in terms of our philanthropic efforts. We showed up. If, if you care about education equity, you know, you find something, an organization or whatever that supports that. And then you find, to your point, people that also support that, like-minded people. And then you come together. And here I am 10 years later, I have the gift of being the current co-president of the Austin chapter of Brotham USA, is the Austin chapter of that organization. And it's been incredible to be able to affect change in this way, but it never would have happened had I not decided, all right, I'm actually going to show up to these benefits or read about why this is important and understand that. So just a little share on that is what came to mind. But finding the people that that support that is so important. Not only people, you'll find resources, you'll be able to get your questions answered, you'll learn things, you're you're going to basically teach yourself that this goal that you're working to or whatever it is that you're currently interested in is very important to you. And your reticular activating system is going to go to work. You're going to yeah. find better questions to ask. You'll find books and podcasts and resources and people. And Mm -hmm. before you know it, you're going to start making progress. And it's very, very difficult for us to connect the dots going forward. But in anything of your life that you've achieved, if you look backwards, you'll see that the dots make a perfect line to where you are. Did you borrow that from Steve Jobs? I don't think I did, but maybe I did. If I did, (laughs) I'm going to give credit to Steve Jobs. I think a lot of people have said that, probably even Steve Jobs, right? He did say it. Amazing. Terrific. Hey, maybe maybe we're on the same wavelength. We were on the same wavelength <laughs> at some point. But that's tip number one, right? Is showing up is half the battle. Don't overlook it. I know it sounds simplistic, but oftentimes the, the truth is simple and we don't need to complicate it. If right. you have a goal, showing up is half the battle, whether right. it's weight loss, making more money, a better relationship, anything that, that even a better relationship with your parents, showing up is half the battle. And your ego will tell you, your brain will tell you because it's comfortable to be in status quo. Don't do it. There's a thousand reasons why, oh, well, it's cold outside and I shouldn't really wake up today. I'll just start tomorrow. And I'm not saying you you shouldn't have give. Life is going to change. Life is going to shift. But even if you can't give it 100% that day, find a way to give 1%, but just show up. It's magic. So- The second thing I wanted to talk about, the second tip was to not change the goal. The ego will tell you, well, because you didn't achieve this goal, there was something wrong with the goal, or maybe it was too hard, or maybe it was justify, justify, whatever else it may be. But instead of changing the goal, Dinesh, I want to hear what you have to say that might help. Changing the goal amounts to changing your standards or giving up on what at one point you believed you wanted, right? And once mm-hmm. I was, I heard, got some advice that don't buy bigger clothes because you're accepting that your new normal is that you've gained weight. Instead, realize there's an, another side to it is where you can choose to lose weight as opposed to accepting the new normal. And when you talk about changing goals, that, that's what popped into my mind. And so my, my personal philosophy is to, of course, we can change goals. There's a caveat. If it doesn't align with you, doesn't right. make sense. The timing has passed. You've learned something new. All those are good reasons why to change goals. Right. But, if, but if the goal still makes sense, 
let's say you want to lose weight or you want to save some money or whatever it is you want to invest. And you get to the time where you thought about accomplishing that goal and you haven't, rather than giving up on the goal or changing the goal, just change the timeline. Mm-hmm. Because many times the timeline we've set is really just one that we thought was convenient or arbitrary or made sense because we want to lose weight for summer or a it's wedding. By this t- yeah. Or it's by this time. And yeah. you know, one example is I took the LSAT twice. The first time I sat with it, I didn't like my score. I canceled it. So I didn't just give up on taking the LSAT to go to law school. I just changed the timeline. I sat for it again. Most people go to law school. They finish in three years. I finished in four years because I went in the evening. I still accomplished my goal, but the timeline doesn't need to be so rigid. There's more than one way to go about a goal. When you assign this arbitrary hard stop of I want to have a six pack by summer. Yeah. Okay. I get that you want to show off your abs in the summer, but really maybe it's late summer. Maybe it's fall. There's nothing about the summer really that is going to prevent you from, from achieving that goal. It's, it's a circumstance and a story that you tell yourself. And a devastating story. Absolutely. Because maybe you're in my head, but let's say I'm working towards a six pack by July. My son's birthday is in July. We usually have a pool party. And yeah, I'd love to have abs. Why not? Right. Every, every guy or most guys always wanted to have abs since high school. If I start trying to get those abs by July and June rolls around and I decide oh, I'm never going to get there, I am ignoring all of the progress I've made. Maybe I don't end up with abs, but I end up with a healthier lifestyle, a healthier diet, a better relationship, a better discipline working out. And if I, just change that goal because I give up on it. I'm ignoring all of the progress I've made, all the strategic benefits I've picked up, all the lessons that have molded me into I am today versus changing the timeline and sticking with it and allowing that to compound. What I'm hearing you say though, is, is the goal the most important part of that story that you tell yourself, or is it the timeline? Yeah. Making that distinction is really important because it will change the energy of your thoughts around what that goal is. And when we change the energy of our thoughts, we change, as you know, the the feelings that we have about that and then the actions that we take as a result, which then of course affects the end game. And it's so easy though. It's so easy to say, this isn't going well and to perseverate over that. And I actually just, I had a coaching session myself on this. My coach was just, she just called me out and she was like, okay, I'm done hearing you say why this isn't working and that isn't working. Tell me what's going right. And I just floundered and she goes, okay, now you have to come up with 10 things about why this is going right. And I was like 10 things. And she goes, make it 20. And I love that. I love that my coach is, she's willing to challenge me. And even though it's stuff that I say to my clients, I say to my kids, I say to my own spouse, what's going well? Don't fixate on the negative. It all happens to us all the time. And that's that's the power of having a a support system going back to people that can support you. And, And truth bomb time, right? Your actions are dictated by your feelings. How you feel is gonna determine how you show up and what you do. And so whatever it takes to prevent ourselves from putting ourselves in a low state of mind, in a low state of feeling is what we need to do. And the better you feel is the better you'll do. If you're going to look at a goal that you picked 
and make it mean a whole bunch of things about, I wasn't able to do this. It's not meant for me. And any story that you can think of Mm -hmm. that is not supporting or advancing your goal or doesn't make you feel empowered, get rid of that story. Choose a more empowering story that gives you the feelings and the motivations of hope and optimism. And it's from that hope and optimism that you would take deliberate, intentional action. The intentional action is really important here because otherwise you're just, what is the saying? If, if it doesn't matter, if you don't know where you're going, any, yeah. anywhere will get you there. Yeah. It's, it's true here too. Absolutely. Yeah. I think we have one more tip for everyone, right, Seema? Yes. So a lot of us have long-term goals. I want to have this much money before I can retire, or I want to find the love of my life, or I want to have kids or whatever it may be, those long-term goals. But a lot of us find them hard to sustain. And it's because we're, we've set these long-term goals, but yet we're, our brains are telling us, oh, but we want immediate results. We want immediate yeah. validation. Yeah. And it's like investing in the stock market for your retirement. You're putting money in mutual funds and things for the one day, 30 yeah. years later. But yet all of your financial decisions are based on the market's volatility of today. That doesn't make sense if you're investing for the long-term, nor does it make sense if you're setting goals for the long-term. Long-term goals are accomplished through the power of compounding. Compound Mm -hmm. interest, compound progress, compound actions. And really the magic is not in doing the quick fix, right? If you think about an analogy, you don't want to be the shooting star that burns out quickly across the night sky. It's something that I share with people that I work with in that it's a marathon, not a sprint. If the magic is in doing the boring stuff over and over again, we've got to strengthen ourselves from being dependent on dopamine, the dopamine hits that we get from accomplishing a little bit right away. And we get ourselves in trouble if we're looking for that quick dopamine hit from from doing something, right? I worked Mm -hmm. out and I look in the mirror and I, I don't see anything. So I'm like, ah, it's not working. What's a better dopamine hit? Going out and getting ice cream or drinking beers with my friends, right? Mm-hmm. It is working. The working out is working. But if you're dependent on a dopamine hit, you're going to not feel satisfied or won't have any big reasons to pull you forward. Going back to focusing on what's going well or what's going right, you do have a dopamine hit when you work out. But if, yeah. you're, if you've told yourself the circumstance is the six-pack or whatever, the biceps or calves, then your body, your brain cannot feel the dopamine hit that's existing because you've done something that's healthy for your body. Right. All you're doing is going back to this familiar energy of, but this is insufficient. This isn't up right. to standards. This isn't. I, sometimes people feel a loss of control. Yeah. I can't control this. It's too much. Again, being clear with what what the intention is and understanding that it is a long-term outcome, not a short-term quick hit. And Seema gave it to you earlier. The antidote to feeling that it's not working, this isn't worth my time or or any other flavor of that is, is really focusing on the process and going back to figuring out what do you love about the process? No one loves to work out. They love the process and they love things about the process. And we're not saying that you need to love everything about everything that you do. 
But if you dig deep enough, just like Seema shared with her coach earlier, there are dozens, tens of 15, 20 things that you love about the position you're in. And I, you know, I was talking to someone yesterday who was telling me about the awful job they're in. And we spent about 15 minutes talking about all the wonderful things about that job, how it allows them to provide for their family, how it allows them to save people, how it allows them to make a contribution or whatever it is. In all things, there's good and bad. But if we always reach for the negative, for example, when we're trying, we're striving for something, we're going to forget that what's good is just as available. And again, going back to if you feel crappy, you'll do crappy things. Yeah. And it's all yeah. about how you feel and making that sustainable so you can do that boring stuff over and over to move mountains, basically. Compound yeah. interest is a real thing. Compound interest is a real thing. Showing up consistently is your compound interest. As you were sharing this, what was coming to mind for me was I've been trying this yoga pose for years mm. now. It's all a circumstance. It's all that's what I was going to say was it's our stories about ourselves and, and why uh, this this is a well, I don't have broad shoulders, and that's why this pose isn't going to be blah, 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 blah. Well, my abs aren't strong enough to be able to engage my legs like that. And so when I think back to other times where I was able to go upside down and stand on my head, that's was ridiculous if I think 10 back 10 years back it's like that's never something that i would have been able to do but yeah. showing up trusting myself to at least maybe maybe i can't go upside down today but maybe i can set myself up to sort of start just staying on the floor right just showing up and then getting comfortable with that yeah. what that looks like to show up in that way and then the next day you push and the next maybe it's the next week you go a little bit further and a little bit further and as you trust yourself and you trust the process and you believe in your why behind what you're doing, the other stuff falls into place. It's given to us, but we get in our heads about why this won't work. And right. then our brains only see why this won't work, why this is so hard, why it's not happening fast enough. Just a little thought as I'm about to do my yoga practice after we get finished recording this. And so now I'm all fired up. Yeah, I love it. I love it. So we've talked about three ways to really supercharge your efforts towards your goals, right? Showing up, don't change the goal, change the timeline. And frankly, I think that's such an important one because you should be setting goals that are stretch goals. You sh there's no fun in just, there's no learning, there's no growing in setting goals that you know you're going to get, right? Like if I just set a goal of walking two steps today, well, how is that going to change me? So you should be mm -hmm. setting goals that are outside of your comfort zone, which by definition will mean that you may not reach them. You may fail. You may not get there in the time that you want. And so I think it's super important not to give up on the goal, change the timeline instead. And then we talked about you know sustaining long-term by really looking to what we love about the process, what we love about that goal, what is mm -hmm. going right, like Seema shared, as opposed to um, just focusing on Hey, I didn't get that immediate dopamine hit. There's mm -hmm. no change. My bank hasn't changed, even though I've invested in this mutual fund, W2F, something's wrong. Oh my God, blow it up. So those are three tips. And I think um, we've got an amazing episode set up for next time, Seema. You want to tell us about it? Yeah. So we talked about the importance of having goals. And today we talked about ways to achieve those goals. But Despite all of that, you might find yourself in a position where you're still maybe not seeing the progress that you wanted to experience. So next week, I'm really excited because we're going to actually...
go one level behind the goal setting. So it's almost like you're, if you think about your life as a, as a house and you're building on it, you need to have a solid foundation. And so next episode will be all about setting the foundation for the beautiful house that you're going to build. And before I forget, if you want to learn more tips on ways to achieve your goals, I have a blog post up. It's on my website. DM me on Instagram and I'll send you the link. My handle will be in the show notes along with the Nesha's. As always, we're so excited to hear from you guys. We'd love to hear your thoughts. And importantly, what it is that you want us to talk about. What things can we answer for you? So DM us on Instagram and we are so excited to hear from you. And go check out that blog post. I've read it probably four times. It is absolutely gold. Thanks, Seema. Talk to you soon, everyone. Bye-bye.